My powers have doubled since the last time I we think, Count. Yeah, my powers have doubled. Like, is there a scale? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> are there like Jedi rankings? <laughs> like, in fourth place, we have Shock T. <laughs> She Not gets stabbed cool. in the chest, but goddamn, is she powerful? <laughs> number two, we got Mace Windu. Mace fucking Windu. <laughs> and guess what? Number one, it's a fan favorite. You know him. You love him. It's, it's a little <laughs> Yoda! Let's get ready to rumble! Alright, so here we go on episode three. Star Wars episode three. Yeah, I'll pause this uh, weekend. It's our 66th episode, so we decided to watch Revenge of the Fucking Sith uh, for the for the 66th episode because of Order 66, which takes place in episode three. Execute that order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to be watching... We, we probably won't watch the whole movie in the podcast. We'll cut some stuff out. We'll skip some scenes. But we want to like we want to have the whole... Prequel memes situation. We want to have that influence on the podcast. So, without further ado, let's run. Allez. Allez. Allons-y, I mean. Allons-y. Is that, let's all go or no, let's go? let's go, yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's actually. Oh, this is from the Blu-ray set that uh, was released before Disney bought Star Wars. So, it, it, it says the complete saga on the outside. Which is obviously not true anymore, but at the time it was. Well, they also thought the complete saga was the original trilogy too, and then they're like, "No, wait a no, second, yeah, <laughs> wait, we're gonna." How many fucking twentieth century foxes did I fuck this up? No, they're still the ones who uh, distributed the original movies. Yeah, I know. We already watched one of them. <laughs> I think we can turn it up a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Long time ago, galaxy far, far away. Where do you want to set your movies, George? I'm going to do a uh, dramatic reading of the uh, the crawl here. Yeah, he's going to eat some fucking Tostitos, baby. Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. The best of all the prequel movies. Honestly, it is. War! The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. Well, thanks, George. Appreciate that. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader, General Grievous, has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. (laughs) As the Separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead the desperate mission... To rescue the captive chancellor. Uh, this is probably one of the best opening scenes in any Star Wars movie. Honestly. And if you haven't seen Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, just go fucking watch it, you piece of shit. Uh, oh. Let's check. Is it plugged in or is it turned on? Check, 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 check. Well, let me just get a reference point here. I'm just going to hold the mic up to this and we'll just digitally edit this later. This way I can plug the audio in later. 
Oh, here they come. I love how they, like, for these Starfighters, for Anakin and Obi-Wan Starfighters, they kind of had a little bit of a TIE Fighter influence, both with the sound and with the, like, the look of it. Don't have to worry about the technical. We'll take care of that later, Lucas. Yeah, and I like, uh, oh, man, this whole scene's so badass. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Everyone's like, it's too much CG, but, like, look at this shit. In 2005, this blew your fucking mind. Because this is the start. You're like, you've seen the first two movies. You're like, oh, man, I've seen Padme half you're naked. Now what What more could they do? Oh, is mine not coming through either? No, you're just really hot. Oh. I, uh, say, so what, yeah, what more can they do with, uh with Star Wars and they're like BAM CG yeah and I I remember pretty vividly like back in 2005 we got our first uh, our first HGTV it was a big CLR situation that's right the one from London uh, and when we watched the first movie I watched on there was Revenge of the Sith and I was blown away by how sharp it was <laughs> That's I actually remember how fucking vivid everything was because we just got the DVD we just got a TV and we're like, we're watching Revenge of the Sith on this fucking TV. Yeah. And now we're watching it on a, I think this is a 60 inch 4K TV. Yeah. It's not the Blu-ray 4K because this wasn't mastered in yeah, 4K. It wasn't. But also the 4K is kind of gimmick because 4K only refers to the horizontal dimension, not the vertical dimension. Correct. Whereas 1080p refers to the vertical dimension. Yeah. 4K is technically only 2K, but 4K sounds cooler. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Rage cage right there. Yeah, the sound, like, oh my god, the fucking sound in these it. movies. Like, every time everyone jokes about, like, how Star Wars is always noted, like, nominated for technical aspects. Uh, that's at the Oscars, they get nominated for Oscars. But for never them. writing or directing or yeah. anything like that. It's so exactly. funny. It's like visual effects, sound, Star Wars cleans up. These, okay, these are so OP. These freaking, um... Vulture droids. Vulture droid missiles. Super freaking OP. Like, they're coming around. We've locked onto two ships, and we've got them targeted with four missiles. Oh, you said the TIE fighter, like, sound to them? I mean, the front glass of them is super TIE fighter. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. It's totally an influence, and, uh... Even the clones, Starfighter is kind of an influence for the X-wings. Mm-hmm. You gotta like, even if you don't like the prequels, you gotta admit the design work behind the scenes is fucking spectacular. And I think, well, I mean, they made a good point of it in the Last Jedi. The guy who sells Del, Del Toro's uh, character, yeah. he's like, oh yeah, somebody builds these machines for some for the Republic and yeah. the Empire and whoever, right? And then you, they just buy them, basically. So the mm-hmm. designs aren't going to change. This is like designed by a certain company. Yeah. And the Republic just buys them, or the Jedi Order buys them. Kind of adds this whole realistic viewpoint. Um, but goddamn, yeah, these buzz droids. Fucking hilarious. There's a lot of people talking about how Ewan McGregor should uh, have his own solo movie. He's too old now. Like, what would he do? The time he spends on Tatooine looking after Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's the whole idea. I don't think like, you can CG him younger What now. did he do before episode four? Right. Uh, 
and even he said he would be down for it. Which he would, he's a, a badass man. Like, I think he he just loves doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, you get to be Obi Wan Kenobi as one of the coolest cinematic characters of all time. Right. Like, everyone knows who he is. The character, I mean. I think this is always really funny. I see this when in all the Star Wars movies, they're doing stuff in the cockpit. They're like moving knobs. They're yeah. touching things. What are they actually doing? Yeah. Why is <laughs> that it. affecting at all? Exactly. Like here we have R2 basically drives the ship. Yeah. Runs all the electronics. Like what are the, what are the pilots, what are the pilots actually doing? <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's especially in the Millennium Falcon where you look at the, the knobs and the handles and you're like, those don't look practical at all. <laughs> Those are just there for movie making. They kind of look cool, but that's about the extent of it. Right. Yeah. Like in the original movies, if you watch the original Star Wars, I don't think you can even see any, like, like a steering wheel or like a handle. Like, you know, in a plane, they have the the stick to control the plane, the pitch and everything. Yeah. In the Millennium Falcon, that doesn't exist. Like, there isn't one. It's right. just handles and shit. Yeah. I think they've added one in now. Um, for the newer movies, but like she, in the she older had, movies, uh, Ray has to use one in the last. Uh, sorry, the Force, in Force Awakens. Yeah, so she has one, yeah. but I think in like A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, they don't have, they don't have it in there. I think this is cool. Like uh, Obi Wan comes out, guns blazing, like jumps around, doesn't and like yeah. Anakin takes his time, takes and his just still time. fucks up way more shit. <laughs> yeah. The whole the thing about the Revenge of the Sith is that it kind of yeah jumps from Attack of the Clones so much, and it skips so much stuff. Right. When they came out with that Clone War series, it's filled in so many gaps, and helped so many uh, help answer so many questions about like what these guys have been through. Obviously, Anakin's grown his hair out. Cool, that's obvious right away. But uh, and Ewan McGregor has a bigger beard, but that's it. I'm so glad he got rid of the rat tail after Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, Grievous. I'm Grievous. What's the situation, Captain? I really wish we had... Well, you're going to put the audio in later. Yeah. What's the situation, Captain? <laughs> like a smoker who just like shoved the cigarettes in his mouth instead of yeah. smoking I like it as a cool little character thing where Grievous has this cough and you think oh he's got a history like what happened to him mm-hmm. uh, and they explain that in the like the anime version but in the Clone Wars series they don't really explain it he's still kind of a pussy <laughs> he still kind of has this breathing problem with no explanation and you're like what the fuck where the hell is that for um Blop, blop, blop. Did you press the stop button? No, did you? No. I like how they looked at each other there and they're like, did you press the stop button? As if one of them used the force. To yeah. Press the- I got the hiccups now. Great. Hold your breath, buddy. Super homage. We're going to, we're jumping that, ahead that, here. That seat. Yeah, we jump. We're going to jump a little bit, but that seat turn with Emperor Palpatine. Super, super homage. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, it's an a lot of foreshadowing word, yeah. slash homage slash. Yeah, Palpatine kind of turns around. This part didn't sit well with me the first time I watched it. With him just sitting there 
they would have kept them somewhere else. Yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have kept them there. Oh, yeah. But it's just a trap. It's an obvious trap. Obviously. Yeah. It's a sci-fi movie with about space wizards, man. Wait, Spend your disbelief. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just remember the first time I'm like, they wouldn't keep him there. It's funny how people like they'll put so much stock in Star Wars. I'm like, it is literally a science fiction movie about space wizards. <laughs> like, how are you taking this so seriously? Like, obviously, there's cool themes and shit sometimes in some of these movies, but you don't need to like overanalyze every single freaking thing. I think yeah, my powers have doubled. Like, is there a scale? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> are there like Jedi rankings? Like, in fourth place, we have Shock T. She gets stabbed in the chest, but goddamn, is she powerful? <laughs> number two, we got Mace Windu. Mace fucking Windu. <laughs> and guess what? Number one, it's a fan favorite. You know him. You love him. It's the little green <laughs> machine. Yoda! <laughs> I think uh, the cosmonaut in our hour says that. He's like, oh, we got the we got the Jedi scorecard with the Metachlorian count. Like, yeah, Metachlorian count. <laughs> All right, this guy's got about 50,000 of these bad boys. There's a whole bubble. Yeah. <laughs> What's this guy's name? The actor's name? Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, yeah. He's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sorry. Is, well, yeah. Sorry to br- break that uh, little. Why I didn't know. Burst that bubble for you. Uh, he did his own uh, fighting for this. I think a lot of it. No, you can see a CGI face. Like that guy moving around. It's way too quick. Christopher Lee was like 80 when they filmed these movies. It's true. Oh yeah, this is a little emperor sneaking out here. <laughs> I love the actor who play, he's played him in all the movies since Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and he fucking loves being evil. He like loves the way it. he plays, and he's like, "This guy's evil." Do it! Oh, do it! Do it! He's evil, and he fucking loves it. That's from Mr. Plinkett's review. What did he say? You ever watched that on YouTube? No. It's this review by Let Red Letter Media of all the Star Wars prequels, and they kind of explain why they don't work and why they do work and like one of the things they say that do works is the Emperor because his character is evil and he fucking loves it and the fact that he's so evil and he knows he's evil and he loves being evil is one of the best parts about him right because the guy doesn't hold back I love how they add the little sound effect in the background and, but it's mixed in with the blast from outside like the, yeah. the like it's a little sound design for these movies has always been good also, how did that causeway, when it falls down, not break Obi-Wan's legs? Like, you see how it comes down and, like, hits his legs and it just doesn't break them? Like, Tim, he, it's he a sci-fi. He should be an amputine. It's a sci-fi movie about space wizards. about space wizards. <laughs> I understand that I'm defying my own logic here, but... All batteries fire! Fire! Oh, man, I always like this. Like, all these guns just absolutely blasting the shit out of each other. And that's one of the things that the movies themselves didn't do very well, is that clones were just like stormtroopers. They're faceless minions. Yeah. Whereas, but the Clone Wars did a great job of humanizing them. Yeah, if you did, like, in the movies, what you did in the TV show, where you show the clones as real people with real 
emotions, real convictions, so on and so forth. It would have made the betrayal, them betraying the Jedi, so much more powerful. Yeah, with it actual was, emotions too, with human emotions. Like, yeah, it would have been... It's powerful anyways when all the Jedi die. But if you show that the clones had actually been friends with them, had respected them, and then eventually had to eventually turn on them because they're so loyal to the Republic, it would have made the whole movie even that more, that much more impactful. One thing I do kind of like about Revenge of the Sith is that it doesn't... It kind of opens literally out of nowhere where... You know, oh, okay, there's a space battle going on over Coruscant. This is a planet you've seen before. You know it's the seat of government. But what happened? Like, what? how did we get here? I Why, kind of like yeah. that. It's kind of just like, this is where we need to t start telling the story. Right. That's what I kind of like about it, uh, where it's like, you know what? This is the place that we're going to start the story because I feel like this is the place we need to start it. Rather than, for example, you look at The Last Jedi where it continues on from The Force Awakens, where it's a continuation that's I kind of like the randomness of it the droid voices are still awesome I love the yeah, the droids as these like hapless idiots I love that that's their their characterization their entire role is just to fumble yeah. around and provide an army for yeah. the other side it's basically like their only plus side is that you can make a billion of them <laughs> what are these droids called they're called assassin droids right they're called Magna Guards. Magna Guards. So the guys with the the, the uh, lightsaber-proof weapons, yeah. which is funny because like when the Force Awakens came out, everyone was saying like, "How can a stormtrooper have a, like this baton that reflects lightsabers when Finn's fighting him?" So on and so forth. And it was like that literally happened in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it's been established. The creator himself <laughs> came up with that idea. Okay. I don't think it's that obscene to say okay. A laser sword can be stopped by other kinds of electricity. A laser yeah. is literally focused light. Yeah. Which is... A, oh, yeah. So, like, the, the electricity starts like a magnetic field or something. Correct. Like, also, it's a sci-fi movie, again. And they're like, how can it stop a lightsaber? Lightsabers cut through all, almost everything. It's like, well, don't don't you want them to be creative? Want, don't you want them to have, like, cool abilities? Also, in a galaxy where Jedi have been there for thousands of years, why wouldn't other people have developed weapons to fight the Jedi. Right. The Mandalores have their laser swords. Yeah. Their literal electricity And like their swords. armor that's really strong or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And like there's certain materials that can re repel lightsabers. It's this, yeah. It's like don't try and poke holes in things that don't really need holes poking no. into. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't need a hole poked into it. I like that classic like villain like ha let me play with my own hands and laugh and uh, and then explain why I'm so happy. All the escape pods have been launched. Grievous. Can you fly a cruiser like this? You mean do I know how to land what's left of this thing? Well, well under the circumstances I'd say the ability to pilot. Well, I'm under the circumstances. I'm the second Mary Sue in this series, so yeah. I might as well just get it done, right? <laughs> Mary Sue arguments is so stupid. They're ridiculous. Especially because, like, Anakin and Luke are basically force gods. <laughs> it's like, it makes no sense. Anakin is literally, literally force Jesus. Yeah. They say in the Phantom Menace, he Phantom has no father. It's like, yeah, the Jesus metaphor is strong with this one. We understand. <laughs> like how in Man of Steel, like, Superman does this thing in space where he spreads his arms like Jesus on the cross. You're like... Oh, the metaphor is not lost on me, Zach. I understand what you're trying to get at here. 
Yeah, hashtag it nailed it. Keep us level with with what? <laughs> yeah. I have no instruments to use here. How am I supposed to figure this out? Ready? Again, the music for this is goddamn spectacular. You listen to he's working in the like the force theme, the heroic theme into these action sequences while making them kind of unique to the scene itself. It's a goddamn good. Landing strips in a in a space age where you have ships that hover make no sense. Have a tent for the really big ships you need landing strips. What's for when they you have a space battle over the city so you can crash them? <laughs> also, how do you steer such a vehicle? How do you That's steer what I was saying thing? when he's like keep us level? I'm like it's literally a dart. Yeah. You don't there's have There's no engines to, on it. Yeah. The engine's detached. You just showed us yeah. the engine's detaching. I like that Anakin is nice and sweaty there, but Ewan McGregor still looks fucking handsome as hell. That goddamn guy is perfect. That beard could honestly... It's the beard that sets sail to a thousand ships. I was trying to do a Helen of Troy metaphor there. I fucked up. We'll cut that part It's Millennium Falcon down at the bottom there. Is it? Yeah. Let's get back. You want to go back? Yeah, I want to see that. I've never seen that before. We're going to rewind? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Or is that going to throw off your... No, go back. Okay. I I don't know how. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Right, go pause it, pause it, pause, pause. Another happy landing. You went too fucking far. Well, right, it was a happy here, let me point at it. Okay. Uh-huh. Alright. So they're flying, the, the they're flying to the Senate building, and that's the ship they're coming in on, but the Millennium Falcon is right there. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I've never noticed that before. This is the stilted dialogue that everyone talks about. Right. All because of your training. It's like, this is not how people talk, George. All right. Well, you owe me one. Not for saving your skin for the tenth time. Ninth time. That this is some case in the moody that doesn't, doesn't count. Again, telling, referring to something that nobody has any idea what you're talking about. Like, that thing on Canton Amodia. Was that something in the Clone Wars that yeah. I missed? That's something that a like a script editor would be able to edit out, and you'd be like, "This doesn't matter, George." Okay, thank you, script editor. That, that music that plays—it's called "Across the Stars." It's from Episode Two. Like, yeah. Very memorable music mm-hmm. and really well done. Again, John Williams just flexing his big dick. Yeah. Not flexing. He just swings it. Just he goes, swings his big dick because he's like, I'm good at this. Check it out, bitches. Oh, you remember that score I made in a movie a few years ago? Here's an homage that will elicit the same emotions you felt during that scene Yeah, this scene as well. That's something like he does with the, the sequel trilogy very well with Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. A lot of people are saying, it's not as memorable as his old scores. I was like... You need to listen more closely because he's doing like references back to old music that he's done. He's doing things in The Last Jedi that he kind of alluded to in The Force Awakens. And it's like, it's this complete thing that he has obviously thought very long about and fucking nails it. Yeah, and it's to specific moments and scenes too. It's not too 
Like, yeah, the original he cracked ground with, okay, I'm gonna be making these great scores and but then he constantly refers back to it, the ability to be like, oh, this scene would use this piece from that one movie, from that 12 seconds that that one thing happened. And he's like, boom, delivered. Yeah. This is the thing about when he, he talks to Darth Sidious on the, on the hologram set. He walks up, presses the button, Darth Sidious is there waiting. How long was Darth Sidious waiting for him to answer the phone? <laughs> like... I am standing here waiting. General Grievous, you have a call on line one. <laughs> line one. I'm almost there. Hang on. We're just making our landing approach now. We're making our landing approach, okay? It's North City, yes, sir. <laughs> I understand that, but uh, the shuttle doesn't have long-range communication capability. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and he's just standing there patient like, what's taking so long? I've got a Senate <laughs> meeting I have to go to. <laughs> have a world to corrupt. Yeah, I have a freaking political system to destroy. No, not destroy. He uses it beautifully to create an empire. It's amazing. Yeah, he does. He full Xi pings that. <laughs> Xi Jinping. That's a that's a poli- political illusion, everybody, or political reference. Annie, I want to have our baby back home. When you grow. You can go to the lake. <laughs> Dumb bitch doesn't even know there's two babies. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. What an idiot doesn't even know she has <laughs> twins in her. Like this this like space world that has. Freaking crazy technology! Doesn't can't Flying read cars. for twins. No ultrasound though. <laughs> I like okay. This is this is Hayden Christensen just being twenty one years old or however old he is in this. When he just he could have done facial expressions there when he looked at her like longingly, yeah. but he just blank faced it. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's like where she's like, "I'm so in love with you," and he's like, "No, it's because I'm so in love with you." It's like. George, <laughs> hire a script consultant or something like a ghostwriter. Come on, man. Maybe this is what you're saying to your wife, and she probably loves you because you're so fucking dorky, but <laughs> we don't love you because you're dorky, okay? Um, I'll let this scene pass quickly. The premonition. What I, I kind of like the this like effect that they've got on the premonition because they actually use that in like the Clone Wars series and stuff. Anytime there's a force vision, they use the exact same effect. That fear, yeah. So it's that kind of thing where, you know, the production team is always consistent, whether it be the sound design, whether it be the editing, the visual effects. There's something I actually made a post on Reddit about The Last Jedi having a similar editing trick when Kylo Ren is sensing his mother Leia uh, and when Luke back in, when they escape Bespin, is sensing, is talking to Darth Vader with the force. They use the same editing trick to kind of build that correlation so that you know when you see that editing, that that quick fader or whatever, you know what's happening because you know that they're communicating through the force because you've seen that editing trick before when it's been done before. Mm. It's like those little details that you you wouldn't really notice but really add to the effect of it, if that makes sense. It makes four sense. Very astute, Lucas. Thanks for your input. <laughs> no, what I was going to say was um, about the dialogue as well. Is um, I feel like the like these like Natalie Portman and Hayden Christians. Like I don't know how old Natalie Portman is. She's yeah. probably very young in this too. Like probably mid twenties. Oh, she 20s. was like twenty years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't have very much clout about them. But I've heard stories where actors will actually tell the director that line doesn't work. Right, and obviously Natalie Portman and, and Hayden Christensen here are not going to go. Yeah, that so line young. doesn't work. Yeah, they're and just going to read their lines and do them. 
Pretty much. And yeah. especially when you're in a franchise like Star Wars, like you know Star it's going to yeah. be successful. You're just kind of grateful to be there. Yeah. I think that's what everyone was with George Lucas. They were like, I'm glad that George is like letting me stick around. You know, this is kind of nice to work on Star Wars. Like, we've got an unlimited budget from 20th Century Fox. I can really kind of come up with any idea I want, and it'll be really cool. Like, I'm, I designed the... The new Jedi Starfighter looks like a TIE fighter, and they said yes. Like, I feel pretty cool about this. I'm not going to bring any stipulations up. This baby will change our lives? One of those babies is going to change the whole universe. Oh, you know it, baby. Luke well, Skywalker. Well, both of them are to a degree. Idiots don't even know what the future is That's the like. thing about The Last Jedi is that now... We thought we got that fake out where we thought Leia was dead, but she's not really dead. And the actress, of course, died just before it was released. Carrie Fisher died. Episode 9 was supposed to be very uh, Leia centric, so Force Awakens was Han Solo centric. Last Jedi was Luke Skywalker centric, and Episode 9 was meant to be Leia centric. You know, kind of like a, a trilogy for the original cast while still introducing new characters. But now that she's gone, they obviously cannot do that. They have to write her out of the script somehow. Or just not put her in. Like, or they can... Like um, CGI kill her off or just don't... I think the better way to go about it is to just have her be somewhere off screen, mention that she's somewhere else, and then never bring it up again. I think that would be the best way to go about it. But yeah, we got J.J. Abrams at the helm again. I think he's just going to mysteryize it. Yeah, mystery box, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Leia. I think it would be good in a way just to kind of like say like, oh, Leia's out doing something else and then she doesn't show up for the rest of the story. I think that would be really good, honestly. I think it'd be a lot easier to do what you could do as well as you could CGI a, a holo, holo hologram of her rather than the actual person face. That would work. Yeah, Like a you little, like a little reference voice. and like a little tribute because it would honestly be terrible if they were to try and... They're not going to recast her, but if they were trying CGI her into the movie, that would just not go well. Honestly, I think it would not. Besides, The Last Jedi kind of sets up Poe Dameron as the new leader of the Resistance, which yes. I think is cool because Leia's kind of After watching learning, him. Yeah. She's like mentoring him to be. She expects him to take over after she's done. You can always almost see that in the movie. You can always see like, oh, she wants Poe Dameron to be the new leader of the resistance she can she sees his potential she knows that he can be a good leader she just needs to help him find his way she needs to guide his dick she needs to guide his dick yeah. which is a very crass way of saying she needs to mentor him and uh no his dick needs guiding i think in episode <laughs> nine like poe will be the leader of the resistance finn will be his right hand man and ray will be the new like she will kind of reorganize the jedi Maybe not in the traditional way. Like, obviously, she, maybe she'll learn from Luke and say, like, yeah, Luke was right. In some ways, the Jedi need to change. And she'll start this new Jedi, which maybe won't even be Jedi. It'll just be Force user. It'll be like a new... Like a new... Yeah, I can do it. ...generation of Jedi, but not Jedi. That. I mean, I'm confusing the shit out of myself right now, so I'm just going to go back to watching the movie. What's all that floating debris in the, above Coruscant? <laughs> it's the traffic, man. Flying cars. It looks like floating debris. It does float, look like floating <laughs> debris. But no, I know it's the cars. It just looks like... Oh, we've got a city scene. These are the best. I need your help, son. I need your help, son. I need you to get to the dark side quicker. We only have <laughs> one hour and 25 minutes left. I'm running out of time. <laughs> the screenplay is not helping me at all. 
You have to get to killing children in the next hour. <laughs> Honestly, this is the biggest challenge I've ever faced as a Dark Lord of the Sith. Yeah, this will help. You need to be the personal representative. I'll get you on the Jedi Council, which you have to earn your way onto, but but just just do it, okay? There's a meme where on Facebook where it says, tag a friend if you put them on this council, but don't crack them the rank of master. <laughs> it's basically what happens when Anakin goes to the council right now, and he's like, what? I'm on the council, but I'm not a master? This is outrageous. Look at that look. That was a fucking Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, bitch, didn't you not hear what I said? No, he didn't say bitch. He said, motherfucker. <laughs> Did I stutter a little? <laughs> but what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? <laughs> Have you seen prequel memes? No. The subreddit? No. It's just useless bullshit based on the Star Wars movies. It's memes created out of the Star Wars movies. And they're so fucking stupid that they're funny. And everyone's like, man, it... I know you guys heard about that shooting down in Florida, but what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? It's a picture of Keati Mundi in his hologram, but what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? When you look Plus, at that, like CGI Yoda, you mm-hmm. kind of appreciate the last Jedi Yoda, where it's a puppet again. Yeah, because he looks so much better. I mean, he looks good here. Yeah, he, he doesn't look Phantom Menace bad. <laughs> like, no. Um, well, no, in the Phantom Menace, he was still a puppet. But the, the puppet was fucking so different. And then the yeah, he was different. Like they're trying to make him look younger. Yeah. And then the Blu-ray one, they replaced him with CGI Yoda. Did you know that? I didn't know that. In this Blu-ray that I have in here. They they, CGI it, they took this episode three CGI Yoda uh, and episode two CGI Yoda oh, and put him on episode one. Okay, and it looks really weird. Oh, it looks weird. As if they went in after the fact to try and cover up a puppet with a CGI puppet. That's exactly what they. Which did. Which is exactly <laughs> what they did. One other thing, I wish like episode two did a few of these things where. They try to make Anakin and Obi-Wan look like friends. I wish they did more of that in episode three. You know, where it's like it shows them like they're best buds. Like these bros have been through a lot together. Right. They survived a lot of things. Yeah. He saved his skin ten, sorry, nine times. Nine times. Um, any of you while you watch the Clone Wars series, they, they fucking, they are bros. Yeah. They, they are fist bumping left, right, and center. They've got a lot of shit that they've shared, man. Yeah. Plus, like they've known each other for 13 years or whatever. Like if you're however if you long Hayden Christensen however long Hayden Christensen's acting career lasted. Oh, that's mean. Oh. He was just in a new movie that just came out recently, and apparently he's getting like his movies are getting a lot better. Okay, good. He's not a bad actor. Like there was a movie where he played a uh, an act, or a person in a coma, or no, he, they were going into surgery and he was supposed to be under anesthesia, but he he got this oh, phenomenon. Aware. He was he yeah. was aware, and that's apparently a real thing. He did yeah. really good in that movie. I never saw that because I was freaked out because I think I might have that. Yeah, that might be pretty scary. But he did really well in that movie. And I like Jumper. I like the Jumper movie. That's why yeah. I, I really enjoy that. I, it's not a very good movie. The movie's not good, but he's good it. in it. I exactly. Think. 
like he plays the character well. He's a cocky outlaw, which I was like, that kind of fits his his style. Totally. I think. Yeah, I honestly haven't seen him in anything recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, if you got kicked in the nuts too, you wouldn't be so stoked on it, would you? Yeah, I mean, if you're the most powerful Jedi in the Order, which he arguably is, besides maybe Yoda, um, would you not want to be recognized? Mm-hmm. Badass little detail here on the storm stormtroopers, clone troopers standing behind they, these guys. They have like scars on their armor and stuff, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, the whole like everyone bashes the CG, but like you watch it, it's still pretty fucking good. This is really good, very very good. Like it was done in two thousand four. Compared to most two thousand four movies, this looks insane. Like it looks so incredibly good. Yeah, my my disbelief is very highly suspended. Yeah. And I've, thoroughly enjoy it when you look at the clones and you think like oh they're all cg like that's pretty good the only thing that's not cg is like the clones faces which is the actor yeah but it's like his face on the cgi body that's when you notice it's not real mm-hmm. yeah but the when they're just wearing their helmet super, yeah, yeah you're like yeah these guys look pretty real i think this war is destroying the principles of the republic uh exposition i hate that let me explain yeah. the character's thoughts the thing is yeah he dialogue. he doesn't do there's this whole film concept or not just it's a storytelling concept where it's show don't tell yeah and the force awakens does that really well where you you think about like when ray is first introduced it cuts away from finn putting his helmet back on it it cuts to her scavenging parts in the middle of a star destroyer she like gathers all these parts slides down this hill hops on her speeder goes back to town and then she starts cleaning her parts and bef- she, the, before she says anything, she's done all this stuff, and then she goes and dumps the parts on Uncar Plett's table, and that only then does she say stuff. And he's saying like, "Oh, this is worth one quarter portion or whatever," and then she's like, "Well, last week they were worth one half a portion. portion." So you learn that you know she's on her own, she's poor because she lives on this shitty fucking planet. This guy is taking advantage of her, and uh. And the economy in Tatooine sucks. And the economy on Jakku sucks. sucks. Uh, so you learn all that within like two minutes. Whereas if you said that out loud, like, oh, I'm so poor. I'm so downtrodden. Oh, my God. Like, you would be like, oh, fuck this bitch. I don't care. I don't care at all <laughs> about her at all. Fucks about you, yeah. Because you watch her going back to her house, scratch uh, another day on, onto the wall, saying she's been here for this many days, almost as if it's a prison sentence. Mm-hmm. And then she, she puts this instant meal in in the burner and it cooks this little piece of bread and you're like oh my god this is kind of sad um, you learn so much about that character in such a short time just by showing them mm-hmm. I, I want to stop for this scene because this scene's fucking dope yeah mainly, mainly because Ian McDiarmid is fucking dope as the emperor I mean he's not the emperor yet but the character of Dicidius One thing I hoped that the Clone Wars would cover is how these two got so close. Anakin and yeah. Darth Sidious, yeah. It doesn't really cover that at all. Not as much. Mm-hmm. In episode two, it does more, and in this movie, it does more than the Clone Wars series did. But it's still, for me, it's not 
the relationship is not a hundred percent believable. I understand. Yeah. It, but I wish there was like, well, I mean, if I were to read into it and give my own interpretation, it's kind of like Anakin was always kind of an outsider mm-hmm. from the Jedi because he joined so late, and he kind of found he related with Darth Sidious a lot more because, you know, he's also not a he's not a Jedi, and he kind of likes because he feels like an outsider relating to someone who's not a Jedi is easier. Yeah. relating to other Jedi. Yeah, exactly. Other Jedi have been there since they were like babies or whatever. Yeah, they're all little kid friends, kindergarten friends. Mm-hmm. I know they don't trust you. Or the Senate. Or the Republic. Or democracy, for that matter. No, they do. They don't, they, they elect people to their council. That's okay. <laughs> trust in the You asked him to kill someone. They asked you to spy on me. Ah, oh, motherfucker! <laughs> he already knew that because he's got spies in the Jedi. Probably. I don't know. I think he knows that already. Yeah. Fucking Darth Sidious, baby. He can sense shit like that for yeah. sure. Remember back to you, I don't. See, this is one of the things I do like is Palpatine's kind of saying like, and the Jedi don't do that now. Mm-hmm. And you kind of start to realize, oh my God, the Jedi do yeah. kind of do that. They are kind of complacent with their place in the galaxy. They're kind of glad that they're... Um, they own so much power, Yeah, they're, they're, they like being in the position they are. And so they're afraid to lose it. It's the Darth Plagueis thing. I like this. Yeah, that's one of the like the few scenes from the prequels where it's, it's written pretty well. Uh, it's acted really well. And, like, the whole situation works, like, where they're in this opera house, but Sidious kind of sets up the situation just to kind of plant the seed with Anakin. Because mm-hmm. he's kind of already selected him as Darth, or Count Dooku's successor. How badass are Wookiees? Oh, so cool. So badass. There's a couple episodes in the Clone Wars, too, where they show up to kind of save other Wookiees from the slavers. Yeah. And they, like, start kicking ass and shit. They start blasting people. You're like, this is fucking dope. I think one of the things that this movie could have done better is that it starts with this huge bang with this space battle. And then now it's been this kind of slow plotting. For 30 minutes of just... For, like, 30 minutes, yeah. 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 We definitely... We geared down from gear six to gear three. Yeah, they... uh, that's one thing that could have changed. There could have been like a surprise attack elsewhere or 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 maybe Obi-Wan or, or someone could have... Yoda could have already been at Kashyyyk and the yeah. battle could have already been in full swing. That's what I mean. It's like you could have been flashing back to other... Yeah, get your get your storytelling in, but while other things are happening, yeah, right? because it feels like right now we're waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Oops. Which could be... It could be done better. Oh, the sound's gone. I did that. Oh, we got to turn the sound system back on. Oh, I think I changed the input by accident. Oh, look at all the Wookiees. You know, these are all real Wookiees. Like, they actually dress these people up. Like, when they all just kind of dance out. They, they all do their little war cry. Yeah, this scene at Kashyyyk could have been done a lot earlier. Like, they could have started this a lot earlier. Maybe that's, maybe not George's fault, but maybe the editing. Also, we might have to pause it. I don't know what I did to the sound. Yeah. So, while Tim's peeing... Watch a bit of disc golf here, which I used to test the sound to make sure we were back on. Disc golf is a great sport, and you guys should all try it. 
This shit does not belong in the podcast. Oh my god, it's just like golf too, and the fucking commentary. Oh my god, suck a dick. Uh, it's the Waco Charity Open. It's like golf for poor people. Again, we're back to the weird, awkward dialogue. What is this? Like, so much sparingness on the salsa. You piece of shit. Dude, I fucking put a shitload in there. We've eaten a lot. I know we're watching Star Wars, but salsa's more important right now. This beer's pretty good. So this time we're drinking um, Postmark's Raspberry Ale. And it is uh, very good for episode 66 here. You say that. As if people will listen to episode 67 before they listen to episode 66. No, I, I, kept, I kept the tense very vague, very vague. What I'm going to do right now is break down the tense and say that we are recording episode 66 after we recorded episode 67. You. No, you're killing the magic. It's during one of those Padme Anakin scenes, so I feel like we need to fill some space. Do. So, Tim, do you like the medium spicy salsa? Or? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, the thing I was complaining about someone the other day was I went complaining about someone or complaining about something to someone. Clement, complaining, uh, complaining about something to someone. Okay, is what I meant to say. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty rude to say to. Well, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit, <laughs> and I fucking hate you. Uh, I was complaining to them about chunky peanut butter. I think was the subject. Yeah, it was. I love chunky peanut butter. A couple weeks ago, I go to get some peanut butter. I was in the mood for smooth, smooth peanut butter. Fresh Josh Gibby? Yeah. Just like Macklemore. No, or it's Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, yeah. And uh, I went in and what did I find but chunky peanut butter? There's no smooth in there. I'm infuriated. So I have to eat chunky peanut butter. It's just peanuts on toast is what it is. It's fucking <laughs> bullshit. Um, so I go in Delicious. there and eat this. And uh, fucking I, I actually ended up being so pissed. I went out a couple days and bought some smooth peanut butter. And I was complaining about this to someone. I don't know why I brought this up, or I don't know how to get myself out of it. But Star Wars. Who are these weird motherfuckers? The Utapawans. Whatever they call. Why'd they CGI these mother little bastards? They could have put kids in costumes. Uh, annoying. It's probably something after the fact where they were like, "We should put something else in here." Oh, but we already finished filming, George. Yeah, but we should put something in here. But we still have $40,000 of budget left. All right, George, we'll CGI it. Good job, guys. We were playing a Battlefield, Battlefront 2 original map on this map. Multiplayer. Luda Pow. Luda Pow. It was the dopest shit ever. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of things that I feel like they should take from the prequels. A little more like this planet or just anything, really. I mean, people shit on them, but they're pretty... They're fun movies. You have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, like, turn your adult mode off for a little bit. And just kind of enjoy it. Go full kid mode, absolutely. There's some parts that are so goofy that you can kind of just say, Yeah, this is kind of funny. And then you can just enjoy the good parts. This is one thing I, I wasn't sure about was they had obviously the separatist leaders on the run. The separatist army seems to be on the run. But they just invaded Coruscant. Like, 
they seem like they're in at strength like they can like they're strong enough to invade Coruscant why are they on the run why are they hiding maybe it was a last ditch effort to try and yeah that's fair it was like a war move to be like it was yeah, the we captured uh, your chancellor what are you right. gonna do now yeah that's fair that's one thing I didn't I, I was kind of always curious about was why if they're on if it's they can really put up a fight why it's are they on explained. the run yeah. yeah but I suppose the Galactic the Republic is winning like that seems to be happening uh, super badassness coming up Here's a meme. Have you seen? Yeah, have you seen? Prequel meme right there. Uh, what did he say? Hello there. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, have you seen this where the, where General Grievous just says, kill him. <laughs> and <laughs> no. everybody shoots just blasts him. <laughs> yeah. Plan failed. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't have time for four of these things. This is one thing about the uh, Clone Wars that kind of gets to me. It's like, he explains, I've been training my Jedi in your Jedi host by Count Dooku. But you know that already because I fought you multiple times from the TV series. Like, that's one of those things where the TV series could have been like, you know what, let's just not have them meet General Grievous. Or maybe in the TV series, don't have him fighting them all the time. Have him just be a, like a reasonably good tactician. Or I was going to say, he doesn't have to talk in the... Um, doesn't yeah. talk to them in the in the Clone Wars. Like, he can just be silent, just fight them. And just attack them yeah. out of, like, pure rage or whatever. Yeah. He obviously hates the Jedi. Yeah. So why wouldn't he just go for it? Yeah, that's probably one of my only issues with the TV series, is that it kind of makes General Grievous such a central focal point. Yeah. It's kind of like, he doesn't need to be. He could be the, still this mysterious character. Or this guy who doesn't, uh, like you say, either he's a good tactician, yeah. he doesn't... Yeah. He's, he's a central part, but they never go and get him. Exactly. I just like when the clones show up, too. This is a pretty dope part. They show up and start kicking ass. Look at this close-up CGI. It's so... Good. So. Oh, baby. That is definitely one advantage Obi-Wan has over him. Yeah, I got the force, bitch. But then again, he does have six legs, so. Wasn't that Rex? That was Cody. But Rex is there you soon. Fucking isn't he? bitch. Rex is a blue guy, isn't he? He is blue. Yeah, but he's not in the movies. He's only, no. only the TV series. Yeah. Have but you watched Rebels? Uh-uh. Star Wars Rebels. He makes a reappearance in that. Oh, I, I I have seen that scene. I've watched that on YouTube. Yeah, and it's actually been confirmed, kind of as a little bit of a retcon situation, that the bearded rebel fighter in Return of the Jedi, who's hiding around the corner when Han Solo tricks the scout guy, one of the rebels hiding there with the big beard, white beard is Rex. Is he as an old man fighting for the Rebel Alliance, mm. which is pretty cool. I always liked that idea. That was pretty neat. In Return of the Jedi. Yeah. What scene are you talking about? I'm trying to think of it. Han Solo sneaks up behind a, a scout biker guy, taps him on the shoulder. He's like, "Hey!" Chases him around the corner. There's like eight rebels waiting. Oh for him. yeah, he's one of those guys. He's got the big white beard. Got it. Yeah, yeah. But was that like a fan theory that came in after that they just added? Like that'd be cool. Yeah, they're like, that would be cool. And then Lucasfilm said, yes, that's who he is, blah, blah, blah. 
Totally. They talk about the dark side as if it's like a chapter in the Book of the Force. Like, you you know about the dark side? Wow, save that one. I, I, whenever I read it, he's like, I exposed myself. He wasn't stoked on it. I had to fucking backtrack super quick there. Fuck. That shit knowing Grinway is like, I know, bitch. I know all about your wife, motherfucker. I like that he doesn't flinch, that there's a lightsaber in his face. Yeah, exactly. He's so confident in his success that he's going to do whatever. And the thing is, like, the whole thing with the Sith is that, obviously, there's only two of them. The Master has an apprentice, and they kind of know because they became the Master by killing their Master. They know their apprentice is going to try and rise up against them, yet they still recruit an apprentice. Like, what the fuck, man? I'm going to die eventually. I need... Well, I mean, I might as well have a guy kill me. I mean, if you're going to recruit a dude, wait till you're in your twilight years where you're about to die and like, oh, I'll recruit you now. So if you kill me, it doesn't really matter, to be honest, because I was going to die anyways, but... Yeah, at 60, he's like, well, I got another 25 years. Yeah, another 25 to 30 years. Flashback to intensity. This should have been happening the entire movie. No, that's the that's the one of the things about the Force Awakens is that the f- momentum's so constant that there's no there's no time to breathe, and that's not exactly the best thing. No, that's that's what I mean. Well, you said earlier about the pacing, like they should have had this and the Kashyyyk scenes happening pretty at, soon, roughly at the same yeah. time as all the other. Obviously, yeah. they needed Obi Wan to have some of the learning and stuff. And it would have been cool, even like to have, say, Anakin being the only one who saves the Chancellor at the beginning, while Obi Wan's doing this on Utapau, yeah, saving yeah. or fighting Grievous, and uh, Yoda's on Kashik. So three characters that we know are out busy doing shit, um, and they're and then they all converge at the critical moment when Anakin turns to the dark side. So many ways this movie could have been better. It's still a good movie, though. It's still fun. It's been the, one of the best of the prequels, for sure. Absolutely. Plus, it's just good sci-fi fantasy. Like, it's good space fantasy. It's got one of the best... Well, we're getting there, but... My favorite part is the Mustafar scenes. Oh, so dope, man. It's fucking sick. Well, that was anticlimactic. I always like how, you know, the Jedis are like these, these peaceful warriors and... And then he just blasts the shit out of a dude's heart six times. He's like, hmm, it's uncivilized. He's <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm a peacekeeping mercenary. Yeah. Bloodthirsty fucking crazy I just blasted him tw- 20 freaking times in his chest, but yes. whatever. The one we've been looking at. How do you know this? He knows the ways of the Force. He's been trained to use the dark side. Are you sure? Absolutely. And our worst fears have been realized. We must move quickly if the Jedi order is to survive. How about the entire Republic, Mace Windu? Yeah. How about you send a fucking army? This affair? You found the bad guy. Yeah. You found him. Why don't just send four Jedi Masters. Send the entire Jedi order. Council chambers until we return. 
You don't keep your best horse in the stable, buddy. Yeah, you gotta put him right on the front lines there, eh, bud? That horse is gonna get antsy. He's gonna see the other horses running. And we know how this one ends. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, in paradise. This looks like it has like the intro of a soap opera. I was gonna it, oh, actually like, what I meant to say was like meanwhile on Bachelor Island. Yeah. <laughs> this is the days of our lives. <laughs> the music here is really good though. Still I can't get over how good the music for these these movies is. This is like a uh Hans Zimmer-ish, like just with a single. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it's from Gladiator or something. Mm -hmm. That was quite powerful. Yeah, but there's a lot of. Uh, that's another that we talked about. Show don't tell earlier. Yeah, that's one of those things where he, it actually did happen. Where you showed Anakin's conflict without telling us. Mm -hmm. You saw him like kind of almost looking across the city, quote unquote, at. Padme thinking about the vision of her dying thinking about what Darth Sidious has said where like oh I can maybe save her and then kind of shows his decision in the end <laughs> prequel meme right there I am the Senate it's treason, then. Fucking love it. Kills a dude instantly. How the fuck was that? No, this is... You are bad, Jedas. At least Kid Fisto puts up a fight. Yeah. Oh, but he gets owned. He can't have been that quick. Thank God our highest paid actor has actually some sword skills. Yeah. I mean, in the whole mythos, too, Mace Windu is one of the best swordsmen in the Jedi Order. Is he okay? Yeah. That's why I get the purple lightsaber. <laughs> no, the, yeah, I mean, I the reason is why. Samuel L. Jackson's like, I He literally it, I said it. he wanted a purple yeah. one, yeah. But I think, like, in the lore and everything, he's got his own form of lightsaber combat that he developed where he can tap into the dark side without succumbing to it. Cool. So he can use dark side yes. skills, like anger and stuff, without actually being overwhelmed by them yeah yeah that's why he's such kind of a he's almost an aggro Jedi if that makes sense yeah yeah where it's like why is he so aggressive why is he so mean to Anakin because he can kind of control himself like he beats Palpatine in a straight fight yeah so he's still he's pretty good Palpatine doesn't use any force powers though, so Palpatine probably has. I think Palpatine, yeah, force. He's, he's like a force-based Sith. Like, yeah, he, that's where his power is. Hmm. Are under arrest, my lord. Anakin, I told you it would come to this. I was right. The Jedi are taking over. The oppression of the Sith will never return. You have lost. Now. This is it. This is where the campy emperor comes in, and I love it. Where he's like, no, no. Please get the traitor. 
And that's one of the things that I don't like about it is like there you can hear the obvious dubbing. Yeah. Or it's like, he is the traitor. Ah! Or it's like, that's definitely not recorded on set. No. You can totally tell. today. That whole thing where it's like Unlimited power. That's him being evil and just fucking loving it. Loving it. Yeah. Also, Anakin, when he was electrifying your friend, you could have stepped in at any moment. Don't saying what have I done is just like, oh no, I could have stopped this. It's like, no, you could have just stabbed him at any moment when he was electrocuting because he wouldn't be a defenseless opponent. Or you can think of it this way. It's thinking uh, a forward to Return of the Jedi where he actually helps... Luke when Luke's being electrified yeah. and this is like his second chance second time round yeah. he's like you I know what do something now. I'm doing this this time yeah. this time he did he wasn't totally stoked on it the second time he's definitely not stoked on yeah. it maybe George that's what George was thinking he just didn't deliver it very well this he doesn't outright say that he can't that he can do it he says if we work together if we, we if can we try do and it. figure it out so he's literally he's manipulating him pretty yeah. pretty heavily there this part's badass I think to make the transformation even better. Like you said, the parallel with him stopping the electrocution later is cool, but for him to be, for us to believe he's super evil is to watch him just absolutely kill Mace Windu. Yeah. That would have made it like, yeah, this guy's evil, and yeah. I, I totally buy it. I'm in. Like, he's willing to do anything to get what he wants. Yeah.
Did the electrocution remove his makeup? Is that what? <laughs> no, I think it, it actually deformed him. Oh, it does actually and made deform him, him into what he is. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't. I was never clear on that whether it was like yeah. the electrocution removed his like disguise and yeah. then this whole scene right here. This like the music with him marching up is so badass. Yeah. But again, there's the plot hole of why are these stormtroopers or why are these clone troopers? I guess they are stormtroopers now. Why are they following him and just agreeing like, yeah, he's he's good. They've we should kill the Jedi. Implants, man. We know that. Yeah, that was that was retconning basically though. But in the movie nice. they don't explain why those clone troopers are so just like, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, that's well, they cool. don't explain order 66 either. They just yeah. say order 66 and these guys just go fucking Yeah. It's like a, it overrides their, their conscious mind. Yeah. Which if they were to put that in the movie, it would be like, yeah, cool. It's a sci-fi movie. I'm down. And since, you know, Count Dooku is the one who ordered the creation of the clone troopers, that makes sense. Yeah. But only, like, really diehard fans would understand that. I like how the uh, clone template is a kiwi. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I think you'll be needing this. Also, you want to wrestle? Hey, bro. Do you want to wrestle? <laughs> want to wrestle? <laughs> yeah, having a having a Pacific Islander as wait, the wait, wait. Oh, here it comes. Execute order sixty-six. Oh! <laughs> That's what we came for, folks. See you later. That's been the Wonder Boys uh, podcast. You can find us on iTunes, but <laughs> <laughs> Blast yeah, I guess we could watch the rest. Yeah, we might as well. Here it comes. This is like this is one of the best scenes in Star Wars. The music, like the editing, the whole fucking situation is perfect. Yeah. I mean, depressing, but perfect. It's emotionally stirring is the word I It is, yeah. Like, look, he's he's fighting his heart out. He's trying to do his best, and then his dudes just turn on him. He's leading the charge, literally. Yeah. They're like, nope. I think, now that I think about it, it would have been really cool if, from the get-go, the clones knew that Order 66 was coming. Like, when they were trained, it was like, hey, this order's going to come down the pipeline at one point, and you will have to kill your commander. And that was drilled into them, and then, now when it comes, that, you know, they always knew it was an an inevitability, so the Jedi wouldn't be able to sense their emotions, because it's just, it's one of those things they were trained to do. It's like you've been trained to kill the Jedi. Like. Yeah, it came with the package, so it's not necessarily yeah. a... So like, for them, it's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, even though they made friends along the way, they knew it was always going to be a part of their life. Also, when he says, my lord, it's like, how would they know he's a lord? Right. A little bit of a plot hole they fix later. Yeah. Yeah. Plo Koon, though. Best pilot in the fucking galaxy. He's so good in yeah. the Clone Wars series. He is, yeah, he is like he's one of the best characters in the Clone Wars series. Yeah, because he leads Ahsoka so much. He gives Ahsoka so much. Yeah, guidance. and he's just he's one of those. He's what you'd expect a Jedi to be. He's calm. He's collected. He's wise and thinks and just yeah. But he's not flawless. He's got his things where like he cares about Ahsoka. He cares about. He has an episode where he learns like yeah, where he kind of yeah, when they're trapped in the escape pods that's and stuff. Right. Like that's really good. And that's the thing, like, Star Wars Rebels never really captured the same thing. But we'll talk about that in a second, because we're still in the Order 66 scene. 
I love this part. <laughs> yeah, I'm not falling for that, you idiot. Yeah, he's like, I just felt the disturbance in the force, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Chewbacca's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> why'd you do Why? Why did you do that? I don't know. We should probably help him, though. Yeah. Well, Yoda says he has a good relationship. They're probably buddies. They're, they're probably, like, they're, he has a reason for this. Yeah. Oh, this is fucking depressing. Oh, yeah. But this is where you're like, yeah, he's a bad guy now. I wonder where that kid actor is now. I know, right? Well, people are saying, like, now the um, actors or the babies who played Luke and Leia in this movie, they are, like, 13, 14 years old. They can say that they were Luke Skywalker, that they were Leia Organa. True. Like, isn't that crazy? That's pretty nuts. Or maybe they're 15 now because it would have been filmed earlier than 2005. Yeah, yeah. They're probably like 15 years old. Like, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm Luke. It's literally born into what the job. This is another good scene where it's like you have Bale, who's obviously like a really good senator, and he's concerned. He's friend of the Jedi. Like, clones wouldn't... They're loyal to the Republic. They wouldn't pull a gun on a senator. Like, that's not part of the programming. Oh, this Jedi right here? Yeah, the actor is uh, George Lucas's son. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's dead now. <laughs> but yeah, the actor is George Lucas's son. Yeah, Bale figures out right then that something is very yeah, something amiss. is fucked up. Yeah, he knows the Jedi wouldn't uh, wouldn't do that, wouldn't be evil or anything. Yeah. Hey, that's an homage to the Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. the breathers, the breather man. Yeah, we went to go to the Gungan place and you had those breathers. Consistency, man. That's yeah. Star Wars is good for that. Still love that Kiwi accent, man. You know what I mean? We're gonna get in. We're you gonna wanna, start a revolution. You wanna wrestle? <laughs> Come on, this ship. You know here. what I found out today? What's that? In the Green Lantern movie starring Ryan Reynolds, he has this geeky friend. The geeky friend is played by Taika Waititi. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw a, a clip Ugh. from it today, and I, Taika Waititi's the the friend, and I'm like, what the fuck? What the shit? It's pretty funny. Do you know what the lead Wookiee here is called? What's his name? Tarful. Tarful. Yeah. I think it's Chewie's uncle or his dad yeah, or something. Yeah, it's I his know. uncle, I think. But Chewie, like, Wookiees live till 300 years old, so it could be anyone, really. I don't know. Homage. Oh, yeah. Look at that interior. Super homage. Perfect. Basically what Bale said there, shit's real fucked. We yeah. need to get out of here. We gotta get out of here, bro. Here's the thing, too. These clone troopers are, like, imprisoning the locals. Where it's like their character has totally changed all of a sudden. Yeah. Like they've turned so evil. Which I guess they are soldiers. They'll take orders from, 
no matter what. So that's it. I mean, you can say that with any army. It's just follow orders. That's what they train the army to do, right? Yeah. Almost indoctrinate them into it, yeah. into that line of thinking. Well, you'd want that. You'd want that from an army. Yeah, you don't want it, like half the guys to be like, I don't want to do that because yeah. you never achieve anything. I wish we could know what R2 said right there. He was like, I don't know what's going on. Motherfucker, what do you mean? I swear to God. <laughs> I, ex- I just imagine him as a middle-aged black man who's just sick of this shit. <laughs> It's like, motherfuckers ordinary man. God damn, this dude is murdering kids. I love that it's General Greaves' ship that returns here. That's so funny. This is a super science fiction concept. We're going to harvest lava. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, heat is energy. Yeah. You just need to convert it to a a, a means that you can use for mm-hmm. your devices or, or your machines. I just think we, there's no way we're we're harvesting lava anytime yeah. soon. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh, man. It's kind of interesting that they're all just, like, hanging out in one room. Like, this is a good idea. <laughs> like, if this thing sinks into the lava pits... We have no leadership, so this is a really good idea for us to all hang out here together. Nothing fishy at all. There's a little bit of a strange turn here where it's like a video message and not a hologram. It's like, how do they decide when it's going to be a hologram and when it's going to be a video message? When the exposition calls for it. When, when the when story there's two calls Gemis, for it. When there's two Jedis in the room that can't really have a hologram. Yeah, I guess. Room. I suppose. Now we have too much salsa, not enough chips. Well, chips are there. They're just in a billion different pieces. Yeah. Small bites, small bites. Have you seen there's a deleted scene yeah, just around about that same time where there's some clones dressed up as Jedi and they, they try and fool Yoda and Obi-Wan? into thinking they're Jedi and it's like obviously we know you're not Jedi you look like every single clone I've ever met you fucking <laughs> retard <laughs> but that's you kind of understand why it's a deleted scene it's like this is this is worse than the prequels like this scene is worse than the prequels <laughs> this is worse than the prequels yeah it's like this scene alone wouldn't just tank the franchise because it's so silly This rage monster might be one of the candidates. Yeah, that's a pretty cool cut where it's like, who could have done this? And he's busy murdering. Yeah, yeah. The separatist leaders. That uh, that kind of works. It's a show don't tell. That's for sure. Yeah. 
That's how it works, man. With film and TV, you gotta you show don't tell. Hell yeah! Apparently, I'm learning things every day. Oh, I love this! How he just casually declares himself emperor, and everyone's cool with it. I love that. It's yeah, it's two like, thunderous applause. Isn't that the yeah. line? Yeah, they're like, "What the fuck?" This is how democracy dies to thunderous. Oh, applause. what a badass move, too! Yeah, lightsaber over the shoulder block. that galactic empire and everyone's like Woo, we're still in a war bro don't we have other priorities right now so this is how liberty, dies. liberty damn it I fucked it up I did get the thunderous applause right though mm-hmm. Yoda's looking at him like you don't want to do that motherfucker I swear to god because I already know mm-hmm Oh man, he's sad now. I mean, search your feelings, Obi Wan. There's a part of you that kind of believes this. You're like, oh, he's kind of a bad dude. Send me to kill the Emperor. I will not kill Anakin. Like my brother, I cannot do it. Twisted by the dark side, young Skywalker has become. The boy you trained, gone he is, consumed by Darth Vader. I do not know where the Emperor has sent him. That's another thing. How does he Yoda know his name is Darth Vader? How does he know that? Use your feelings, he said there, rise, Lord Vader, in the hologram. Problem solved. Thank you. I'm close. just getting a little sleepy towards the end of the movie here. <laughs> I mean, I was like, wait, he must know. He forced thought it. When was the last time you saw him? Yesterday. Do you know where he is now? No. How pregnant are you? Duper pregnant. Super duper pregnant. Well, <laughs> the line there delivery on that is so fucking bad. Oh. How did she win an Oscar? I know. <laughs> Wait, did she win an Oscar? Yeah, for Black Swan. Not really? Yeah, I think I did that. not know that. I think it was Black Swan. I'll look it up to confirm my theory. She's a good actor, and I mean, the lines here aren't great, but that one line was just particularly bad. <laughs> yeah. What? How could you say that? How could you say that? Do you want a second take, Natalie? No, that's good. No, George is probably like, yeah, that's how people react to things. <laughs> <laughs> they just went for it. Great job, Nally. You nailed it. Like the only Star Wars movies he directed before the prequels was Star Wars. <laughs> so I think there's a reason that other people were responsible for Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best actress, Black Swan. God damn. 
Mind you, that movie's fucking crazy. Never seen it. Really? Oh, not man. in not in, in its entirety. I've seen like chunks of it. Yeah, if you want to have your mind freaking oh, that's a tough one to watch. The Empire State Building in the background there. Goddamn right it is. I'm so sorry. That's what I liked about Obi Wan. There, he's like he finds out Anakin's the father of the of the kid, and he's just like, "I'm so sorry." Not like he broke the law or anything. He's just like, he knows. Shit. That. I feel like there's a part of him that always knew. Like yeah. earlier in the movie, Pad- Padme's like, "Oh, Obi Wan was around here earlier, asking about you, like just making sure you're okay," because he kind of knows that they're together. Yeah, and he he understands that. But he gets it too. You you know that from the Clone Wars is he has that yeah. uh, Mandalorian uh, lady. Obviously, yeah. But let's just say that doesn't exist. I think he's just a cool guy where he he understands that you know you can love people, and maybe sometimes it's hard to just say no. You know, and maybe he understands that maybe Padme's good for Anakin because he thinks that Anakin's a bit of an unstable dude and she'd be a good stabilizer. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's my personal interp- interpretation. I would say anytime you have the opportunity to say no, and if she does say no, you stop. No means no, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Stop it. <laughs> no doesn't always mean no. No, stop, stop it. No, what it. are you doing? No. Oh, you're bad. It. You're stop. bad. But if they read that in court, it's like, no, stop it. You're so bad. No, please stop. No. <laughs> no, you're not reading it right. You're not reading it right. <laughs> Casual door close wave with the force. <laughs> Everything else has been like, well, again, back to the beginning of the movie, it was like, did you press the stop button? Yeah. Like, with the force. Just like, casually, <laughs> just like, yeah, they would do that. If I had that power, I'd use it for everything. I'd use it for everything. Like, mm, need to pour this coffee? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the apple scene in The Clone Wars, like, where he, like, passes the apple to Padme, yeah, and it's, it's like, like... You could just stand up and That was unnecessary, that. yeah. You have restored peace and justice to the galaxy. And the message of the ships of the trade. Incoming wife. I was like, oh fuck, not this again. <laughs> this is like fun. that time when that woman, your woman looked at your phone, you yeah. had text from your side bitch, and then you're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine even though they're traveling at light speed, it's going to take them a lot of time to get across the galaxy. How did she get here so fast? Like, she yeah, literally just, just left. Movie, yeah. yeah, she literally mm-hmm. just left. Moving pacing. Whatever. Air. Also, she had time to get her hair done before she left. <laughs> yeah, but it's Padme, though. Like, the entire series, the prequels yeah. is all In about the Clone her Wars, hair. They had this thing where it was like there, there was a bunch of pre-made things. Headdresses. Headdresses, yeah. yeah. So it's not, she just folds her hair up underneath and then she wears these ridiculous little things. But this looks like a real hair because it's in a ponytail. It's a long-ass ponytail. Big-ass ponytail, I tell you what. I tell you what. (laughs) What are you doing out here? I was so worried about you. (laughs) There's a siren outside and I thought thought that was in the movie and I was like, Mustafar has a police uh, department? (laughs) This is a weird, this is a weird 
fireplace. This moves to fireplace. Yeah. There was a good theory I read about this while they were having this dialogue. Is this important? Should I shut up? I don't think so. Cool. Um, there's an important, like, a theory that if Padme hadn't learned about this, she wouldn't have been so stressed out during the childbirth that she would have survived. Okay. So him knowing about the future actually created the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty cool theory. Which is a very cool theory. Well, have you ever seen uh, 12 Monkeys or? I don't believe what I'm hearing. You ever no, heard I don't of 12 so. Monkeys? It's a, it's a time travel movie and you should watch it because it's a very similar principle. Like knowing the future makes you create it. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should watch it. It's a good movie. It's got Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt in it. I like those guys. Before Brad Pitt was super famous, so it's really good. Twelve monkeys, I'll add it. That's a meme. I've I've seen that prequel meme. You're breaking my heart. Breaking my heart. Because of all Because of what you've done, what you plan to do. Have you heard the? You must have heard the quote. I'm I'm sending a text message right now. Why would you watch a movie when you could be part of one? Do you know what I'm referencing? Yeah. Okay. Is it like the, the Ultra AVX yeah, yeah. moving scene? Why watch yeah. a movie when you could be part of it? Oh, one? no, that's IMAX's thing. It's IMAX, yeah. I, I can't remember what it was exactly from, but I hope this person gets that reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Let me just choke my bitch out while I uh, <laughs> rage a little bit here. That's what I mean. Like, he creates the, f- he creates the, yeah. the stress. Oh, here we go, my favorite, favorite, favorite. There's someone else brought up a thing where it's like, why did Yoda and Obi-Wan split up? Why didn't they both go kill Anakin and then both go kill Sidious? Like, <laughs> it'll be easy. They're separated. We just take them individually. It'd be pretty dope. Yeah, the Jedi do some dumb shit. Yeah, do some dumb shit, motherfuckers. Obi-Wan's still looking after Padme. What a sweetheart. Fucking douchebag McDouchery over here is just <laughs> one step fucking rule With the world. Snowboarding shit. haircut. Yeah. And his <laughs> face scar. Snowboarding haircut. <laughs> to democracy. Love it. That's a super meme. I use that one all the time. That one is so ironic. Paradoxical. Oxymoron. Doesn't the the Jedi just always... Yeah. Here we go! Do you know this is the longest uh, sword fight in screen history? Really? Yeah. The longest on-screen sword fight in in film history, yeah. Because it goes on for like 15 minutes. Yeah, it's fucking super long. Like it's we cut, so sick, though. We cut to so much different shit in the meantime. <laughs> One of the most badass Yoda moves. Yoda just forces oh, the guards into the wall. Hilarious. I don't get why that guy is so subservient, though, the horn mm. guy. He's just like, leave. I think, I think it, it's literally he's just a lackey, and he's happy to be, you know, serving the guy near who's going to rule the galaxy. Yeah. He just wants to be near power. Yeah, some people are just happy being the right-hand man because yeah. it's like, oh, I'm at least I'm not on the chopping block. True that. Last the Jedi are no more. Not if anything to say about <laughs> it. I 
<laughs> you think he's gonna nail that line in English and then he just yodifies it? He yodifies all of it. Force battle. I've heard a few people talk about how this would have been a cooler showdown between Yoda and Darth Sidious if they had just been like a force battle. Yeah. All the way through. Instead of lightsabers. Like, because it would have been a nice contrast to Anakin and Obi-Wan just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. And then you have Yoda and Darth Sidious just using their force powers in different ways. Trying to outmatch one another. Yeah, pretty trying much. Trying to outskill each other. Out Whereas skill. this is like, I'm trying to outbeat. Yeah, I'm literally then, trying to physically beat the shit out yeah, of you. Yeah. That's a good, I like that. Like that would have been cool because you got to show the two different generations. Yeah. But instead, you got Yoda flipping around and they're both having their little lightsaber battle. Where it's like, I feel like Sidious, his characteristics would have been more focused on force mastery and knowledge and, and manipulation and stuff he like that. He wouldn't be able to practice his sword stuff. Yeah, how, how would he have time to do all, all this other shit? Yeah. Whereas Yoda, Yoda would be the same. He'd focus more on meditation and. And uh, force mastery again, and teaching other Jedi, because that's his affinity. That's what he's good at. Yeah. And then Obi Wan and Anakin have been fighting a war for three years, so their martial skill is far better. For that obvious part, reasons. that part there where they sw- twizzle the lightsabers at each other. Yeah. Just uh, everyone hates it. It's like, why did they do that? It's because they're the same person. Yeah, they're trying to like counter each other's moves. Yeah. And they're basically copying each other. Yeah. Okay, don't turn the shields off, you goofs. Did you get that classic Star Wars uh, alarm sound, though? That's pretty cool. Whoever wrote that sound effect? It was you, John Williams. Well done. No, it's it's probably Ben Burt, who is uh, he did the sound design. He was the sound designer for the original Star Wars. Mm. And later, I think during the prequels, he was the editor. Like the film editor. Here, this. Uh, this where they're force battling with Yeah, the, pretty much. They're throwing massive objects with the force. Yeah, this is what it, the whole thing should have been. Yeah. It should have been them just throwing shit at each other. Or force lightning or, you Both. know, just battling each other with the force. Maybe pull out a lightsaber once in a while to cut something in half mm-hmm. when it's flying at you. But I ultimately think it would have been better if they were just spitting shit like this. First time we ever see someone control the Force Lightning with their hands. Oh, yeah. No, he does that in Attack with Clones. Oh, he does, yeah. With Count Dooku. With Count Dooku, yeah. Listen to that music, though. <laughs> it's just like Duel of the Fates.
That sound design. That physically hurts me. Yeah. Because I can feel my own nails being pulled off the finger. Yeah. That sound design. Well, Empire Strikes Back uh, homage there. A little bit of, yeah. Hanging from a hole in the ceiling. I must go. Failed. Now you kind of gave up there, Yoda. He thinks he, he kind of runs away. It's like you weren't really losing. You were kind of evenly matched for a while. I think he... Um, I've read him a good theory as well is that he just kind of understands that he's not even if he beats them like how is he gonna what's he gonna do he, what yeah. is he gonna tell the rest of the world like that he or the yeah, guy just straight up killed your leader what up yeah sorry I killed your leader he thought that we were bad in the first place he just there's no reasonable mm-hmm. he, in the time he can't think of a reasonable end game yeah that's probably a wiser maybe he realizes that Oh, going to fight wasn't a good idea in the first place. Mm-hmm. Should have gone to exile in the first yeah, place. Yeah, should have like. just bided our time. Yeah. Yeah, even for the like the prequels get a lot of hate, but they add this whole backstory to the Jedi, to the galaxy, to the Empire. And the beginning is the rebellion where you're like, this is kind of cool. Like, I kind of like what they did where where you kind of added this whole reasoning behind certain things. Like, some things, like, didn't need the explanation. Like, oh, where did fucking Luke and Leia come from? Like, right. Batman, this romance story. But you learn about how the Jedi had come, become complacent. About how, like, the galaxy had kind of stagnated. And uh, it was probably inevitable to have a change anyways. I don't know. I just like the whole backstory of the Jedi and everything. I think it was good. Yeah, and that's cool there that Darth Vader uses the uh, quote that Palpatine had told him earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Good is just a point of view. Yeah. He's like, from my point of view... Yeah, he's totally indoctrinated. Yeah, no. absolutely. He totally believes that he's totally drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, man. The space Kool-Aid. The space Sunny D the Kool-Aid. The titty milk space Kool-Aid. <laughs> Good old Wonder Go Boys ahead. flashback right there. Titty milk planet. We like callbacks on this show. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yep, That's a it's meme over. right there. It's over. It's fucking over. You underestimate my power. You underestimate the high ground. Let's try it. <laughs> Zip. This That's is my There's move. so many theories based around this now where it's like Someone like Obi Wan had told Anakin the story of how he beat Darth Maul. Darth Maul, that's how right. That's what Darth I heard. Maul was too cocky that he didn't use the high ground to his advantage. And then Anakin was like, I can do the exact same thing you did to Darth Maul in his mind. But Obi-Wan's like, I've seen this fucking movie before, you douchebag. <laughs> I've seen this specific movie two movies yeah. ago. I take this. Somebody's going to need this. Mm-hmm.
That's pretty heavy shit right there. Yeah. And the fact that he says loved as, you know, past tense, it's like, oh, man, that stings. Got to corduroze those runes. <laughs> yeah, I got to... Gotta close those up before they bleed out. Yeah. Yeah, and it shows you again another show of how a Darth Vader becomes. Is the reason he became evil or lent himself to the dark side was to save Padme it was a noble reason mm-hmm. but then at the end there he's like I hate you yeah. it just shows you how all consumed he is by oh, yeah. his rage and just he'll do anything to kind of achieve his goal which yeah. is singular yeah. you know saving Padme whatever but mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't really think about the consequences exactly meanwhile Obi-Wan's the one who actually tries to save Padme bro Bro. A true bro helps his bro's lady out in need. Slides right into her DMs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Obi Wan ain't like that. Oh, no, he cool, he cool. Man, motherfucker will look after your kid and pay child support and everything. <laughs> For 20 fucking years, he'll watch your son in a desert planet. <laughs> motherfucker, you know how much termites and sh- Or, not termites. How many fucking bugs out in the desert? Goddamn. Then when he sees him back on the Death Star, he's like, Motherfucker, I raised your kid. <laughs> I raised your motherfucking kid. I made sure he had a good home, motherfucker. <laughs> this is creepy as hell. I thought that when I first saw this. Oh, was yeah? Like, oh. It's like Terminator. Like, how is he back still alive? Yeah. Gotta get on the ship. <laughs> Gotta get on the ship. Start a get out of here. Get out of the revolution. <laughs> Look at him just staring at this body thinking, well, that's a waste of my fucking investment. God yeah, damn. Just, I was manipulating this, this kid for 13 years. <laughs> Or three movies into this freaking yeah, guy. Yeah, this motherfucker, I swear to God. I like how the miners look to the base as if something they know something's happening in there. That's super significant to the Saru saga. I love how he doesn't say Obi-Wan. He gives a full name. Homage, uh, sorry, I keep saying homage. Full name shout out. He's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi has made contact. Oh, Miner's got to look like, again. Yes, I'm aware. Yeah, they're like, oh, someone's landing here? No one ever fucking comes here. <laughs> this is wild. Yeah, this is the music from uh, Return of the Jedi when yeah. you, know, you first see the the Emperor and you're like, oh, this is pretty it's, fucking And tight. it's also when the Emperor's trying to convert Luke. Yeah. yeah. This is the, the same theme. 
Stress. What you could have said there, George, is that her trachea has been crushed and she's having difficulty breathing. <laughs> Which would have been like, oh, I get that because Darth Vader choked her earlier. Correct. Instead of saying she's lost the will to live, you could just say that's a contributing factor. Because, you know, you see people who have cancer or anything and they... They have strong resolve and they're fighting it and yeah and everything like that and they can actually beat the cancer because of a positive attitude. Yes, exactly. Um, everyone, you could apply the same principle to this, where it's like, yeah, she's freaking dying, and if she had a good attitude, maybe she'd pull through. But she is depressed and she hates everything, so she's gonna die. CGI baby. Mm-hmm. Real baby. That's a real baby. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird transition. Yeah, that is a weird transition. We're going to use a CGI baby for this one. Maybe it's because the doctor is also CGI. CGI, yeah. Why couldn't you just get a, like, a human doctor? Or you just put a person in a suit. Yeah. Like maybe these aliens can't breathe oxygen, oxygen so they wear a suit. Yeah, so she had two names picked out because she didn't really know what the sex was because they don't have ultrasound in yeah in the future galaxy far, far away. Anyway, um, hang on, we're getting Darth Vader oh, yeah, yeah, being sorry, born sorry, here. Sorry. That's pretty cool. That's that's, pr- that's kind of a nice little thing where it's like his children are born and at the ex- exact same time Darth Vader is born. Really, as we know him, yeah, the ev- the evil, yeah, the mask mm-hmm. and everything. The first breath is so insane. This shot is really good. Like, look at that. That sound. Chilling. Chilling. When he takes his first breath, it's like, yeah. One of the things is, like, even in the movies, when Darth Vader's talking, you can hear his breathing still while he's talking. So I think the machine breathes for him. It makes that sound and then he kind of breathes from the oxygen in his suit does that make sense I think so yeah because you can't breathe while you're talking no obviously. no so his suit breathes for him and then when he's done talking he'll breathe in this is funny his arms used to be bolted up next to his shoulders but they decided against that at the last minute and CGI'd his hands. So you'll see in a second when he pulls his arms, they come out to meet where his arms would have come down. So if you can watch that, watch for that. That's pretty funny. I'm not sure what you mean, but... You'll see. when Watch when he pulls his arms off. The bolts. Look at that grin. That shit-eating grin. He's like, look what I fucking did, bitches. Still don't see what you meant with the arm thing. Uh, you'd have to watch it a couple times, oh, okay. I guess. We'll fix that later. You okay. fucking bitch. Why'd they come back to Naboo? Oh, to drop off her body. Never mind. Yeah. I was thinking, like, none of the kids end up on Naboo. That doesn't make sense to me. What's that? That's Princess Leia's theme in the background. 
get Luke's theme soon? One of my favorite. No, Luke doesn't have a theme. His is the Force theme. This one? Just that one. <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying is, still. <laughs> Sorry, it's good. not called Luke's theme. It's called the Force theme. You know what I'm saying? No, please continue. You fucking bitch. <laughs> but you remember that scene when Luke comes out of uh, the cave in Last Jedi and he talks to Leia? I uh, I teared up during that scene a couple times. I saw it four times in theaters. I teared up at least two or three of those times. Jesus Christ. A very powerful moment. I've only seen the movie once. I never saw it again. Really? I tried to. I just never did. You bitch. But you're going to get the Blu-ray 4K version, so. I'm not getting the 4K version. It's a waste of money. I know. 4K is a gimmick, and I fucking... Say it louder. I don't think the neighbors can hear you. 4K is a gimmick. Okay, cool. Wedge. That's not Wedge, but it's Wedge just dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Not R2's mind, though, because the story... Have you heard that theory that the whole thing's written from uh, R2's perspective? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's been there for everything. For everything, and his mind's never been wiped. <laughs> Except episode seven. He was asleep the whole time. The original saga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. They showed all these characters. Like, I mean, besides Jar Jar, obviously, these Naboo characters are like, are we supposed to care about these people? <laughs> what are those weird rhino things? Yeah. Um, well, that's the queen. We, we, we've met her, we met her as well. No, that's a different queen than it was in episode two. Even. Is it? Yeah, it is. Lol. It's like a different queen. They get reelected every like three or four years. Lol. That's funny. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, you like that sound, don't you? This is a great scene, man. I like how they've already made the transition to the Imperial uniforms. Like, it's been two days. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we're doing this. Look at that CGI. No, that's a makeup, I'm pretty sure, isn't it? I thought it was I just... Can't remember. I mean, it's probably a combo of both. It's like a makeup combo, yeah. yeah. But for close-ups, it wouldn't work. No. What the prequels did a great job of was, like you said, setting up certain characters, the the universe. Obviously, it didn't need to set up Luke and Leia. We we understand why they mm-hmm. got to where they were. Yeah. But um, but like showing you the Death Star being built, showing you how Darth Vader gets made. Yeah. Shows you like this it all does this connect stuff. the dots, which is nice. Yeah. Um, kind of gives you a state of affairs before the original trilogy. Yeah. And then also gives you the you know the state of affairs like right up to the moment. Also, you get to see Alderaan before it gets blown into sh- freaking smithereens. What do you mean it's not there? I'm telling you, kid, it's not on the scopes. Classic. Yeah. It looks like they used the exact same baby, which makes sense, seeing as they're twins. Also, this guy that is playing Uncle Owen right here, mm-hmm. Joel Edgerton, is the same guy who played the orc in Bright. Oh, it is him. It is the same guy. Yeah. 
which is I always find it funny. He's like, obviously he played this minor role in episode three because he was a small time actor, but now he's pretty big, and so he yeah. plays in like Netflix's most expensive movie. He plays the orc, which is crazy because you think like that was thirteen years ago, and this guy's now he's like a big deal. Now he's getting to it. Well, that went by faster than I remember. We talked a lot during we it. We talk a lot, yeah. yeah. I always feel like, oh, yeah, Revenge of the Sith is like two hours, 20 minutes long. It's a long movie, but that went by pretty quick. Ding, so, Lucas, ding. thoughts up until now? I mean, pretty good movie, right? Oh, I like it, Tim. Tim there's, a, there's very few movies that I hate. Star Wars prequels are not in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just fun, man. You can't just hate a fun movie. Like, people yeah. hate The Last Jedi. It's a fun movie. I'm telling man. you, man. You give it six months, people are gonna love people that gonna shit. People are gonna think it's like the next, the second coming of Empire Strikes Back. The second coming of a uh, uh, Jesus, of a uh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, uh, you can't really f- like. I think the solo movie is gonna be fun. People are gonna say like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about it." Like the whole point is that it's gonna be fun. So yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. That's it. I guess we might as well wrap it up. That's been episode 66. Execute we executed 66. it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we'll talk to you. Well, next week we're going to have a... We can promo our guest because we yep. know who it is and we yep. know what he does. We're going to have Sean William on the podcast. He's going to talk about composing for a, a short film, which is not easy. No, and uh, we talk about... Get a little introspective into his life. and Oh, yeah, you know uh, it yeah. Find out exactly what he's doing. But no, stay tuned and uh, you know where to find us. Wonderboys.ca. Tell your friends. Share, like subscribe whatever don't I don't do whatever the hell you want you're an adult we're pretty tired from watching Star Wars Star Wars but thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time bye